Good morning, everyone. And uh, just before our reading today, uh, Jesus is a very busy week for him, if you will, in my sense of humor. Uh, just before the reading today, Jesus is already at work. He is demonstrating his abilities uh, as God. Uh, the apostles don't see it. They don't understand it. But uh, just before this reading is the demoniac. It's, demoniac is someone who's possessed by a demon. Jesus throws the demon out, which is great, but something more is going on. But uh, just before this reading. So, as I said, Mark's concerned about the identity of Jesus. He wants us to understand that this is God. Only God has power over elements. Only God has the power over life and death. Only God has the ability, really, to throw out Satan. And uh, now we have these two accounts today uh, of Jesus casting out sickness and disrupting the power of death. And these, according to the first reading, uh, are in the world because of Satan and his disobedience. And then uh, humanity, uh, you know, just kind of gets a little bit lost there. My friends, uh, in curing the woman from her sickness and raising the young girl from the dead, uh, which are the effects of disobedience in, in uh, uh, turning their back on God, Jesus demonstrates that he is the Son of God. He shows uh, he has the power over all the elements. He has the power over Satan. And as we call, our first reading says, God did not create humanity in order for it to be destroyed. People were to be with God for all time. And we simply need to go back to Genesis and read Genesis where God created all things in harmony. All things were united to God. And this disobedience disrupted everything. My friends, there are similarities in our, in our accounts today. Uh, first, I make note that uh, both uh, besides a demoniac who is a man. But in this case, we have a woman with a hemorrhage and we have a young girl. Both of them are women. And both demonstrate faith, the need for faith. And uh, the woman has really great faith while Jairus is unsure. He's in muddy waters still. And um, both required, uh, not required, both of them involve touch. The woman touches Jesus and then when Jesus gets to Jairus' house, Jesus touches the hand of the young girl. He doesn't have to do any of it. So there is something Mark is trying to tell us. Um, also make note, uh, the woman suffered from her illness for 12 years. And Mark points out that the young girl is 12 years old. He's trying to tell you something. Go and find out what that is. I'm not going to tell you. That's your homework. I know what it is, but you, and maybe you do, but you know, you need to go and read and see what the 12 signifies. My friends, the, in the first event, Jairus, the synagogue official, he's a religious leader. The religious leaders don't like Jesus. There's animosity there. So the fact that he is coming to Jesus tells us he's coming, and he says, I know this man can do something. He's able to do something. I don't know what it is. So his faith is kind of muddy. But he comes to Jesus anyway. And um, at least he's open to Jesus. He's willing to trust him. And Jesus says, Look, I will go to your house. Let's go. And on their way, uh, Jesus is delayed. He's delayed by another event. A woman, 
uh, with a hemorrhage. Um, and the delay is Jesus stops. He wants to find out who has done this. And uh, one can only imagine the father is already upset. His daughter is very sick and going to die. And so I can almost see him running with Jesus. Let's run. Let's not walk. Run, 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 run. Jesus stops. Wait a minute. Something's going on. You can only imagine the parent. No, 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 not stop. Let's go. <laughs> Don't, never mind about who's touching you. We can deal with that later. You can only imagine. I'm the, I'm the official. We'll find out later. Let us go now. What is happening is his, Jairus' faith is being tested even further because he's not there yet. So now this event's really testing him, probably making him angry, but it's testing his faith. Before they can resume the journey, um, Jesus, uh, the servants come and say, your daughter has died, don't worry about it anymore. Don't bring the rabbi. And it's amazing, Jesus and says, do not listen to them. Listen to me. Have faith. And apparently he does because... They are going to go walk to the house still. Not run, they're going to walk there. And um, Jesus tells Jairus, just have faith. And it seems like he holds up remarkably well in all things. He remains, if you will, almost unshaken uh, because Jesus has spoken to him, uh, even though the crowd is ridiculing them. And uh, um, as we're told, the house is in an uproar. They're crying, well, we can understand there's been a death. And they're crying and carrying on. And Jesus, he doesn't want the unbelievers to be there. He puts them out. <laughs> Remember what he did to the demoniac? <laughs> Threw the demon out. I'm not, I'm not saying they're demons. I'm just saying Jesus puts them out who have no faith in him. He puts them outside so they do not interrupt what he's going to do and do not influence mother and father of the young girl. And uh, then... Uh, with only the girl's parents and three of the disciples, Jesus takes the girl by the hand, speaks to her, and uh, she wakes up, if you will. And uh, Jesus, we see, restores her life. Here Jesus teaches not only in word but in action, uh, must we live, uh, but that he has power over all things, including death. They should be picking up that he is God, um, but they're not. They're, they're not seeing it and, um, because that power is reserved to God alone. The story of the woman now with the hemorrhage. Um, remember, in Jesus' time, that woman, first of all, she couldn't touch a man she didn't know, but she has an illness that causes blood to flow from her. They could not touch blood. If you touched blood, you were considered unclean. You couldn't go to the market to shop. You couldn't go to the synagogue to pray. You couldn't do anything. And there was a long ritual you had to do. So she was an outcast. She should have been stoned for even coming to the crowd. But even worse, that she would, in her condition, attempt to touch the rabbi. But she does. And we're told, she says to herself, if I just touch him. It will change for me. You see her faith? She didn't say maybe. It will happen. And she goes up from behind, and it's his tunic. She grabs hold of it. Uh, now it says, Jesus says, 
he felt power come out of him. That's for another day. That's for another homily. <laughs> we can, we'll deal with that and just see what that's about. Her determination, her faith um, is immense here. Here's the thing. The woman runs off and she attempts to disappear in the crowd, but yet one, because she's afraid they're going to stone her. Um, but um, she's perhaps hoping to be undetected by Jesus. Uh, maybe she was hoping just for that quick cure. <laughs> and that was not going to happen for her on that day. Uh, Jesus wants to speak to her now. And um, he wants a face-to-face encounter with her. And it's for her benefit, not for his. He already knows what has happened. But he needs to speak to her. You see, she has an illness. But in her time, that illness also was symbolic of other things. Something was wrong emotionally and spiritually with her. So Jesus is about to fix that also. He doesn't just cure you of the little illness. He cures the wholeness. He unites, reunites the whole body together. And uh, so he meets with her, and in the encounter, she confesses to him, I, I did this, I did this. And then we see his response. The crowd would love to kill her. And Jesus says, daughter. That's the father, daughter. Your faith has cured you. In Greek, it's both, save and cure. It has the meaning together. And, uh, and he says, now go. Your faith has saved you. Go in peace now. Go live your life. It is not enough just to touch Jesus because we are told that the crowd was all around him brushing up against him. So something else is needed. Hope, faith in him. She had great faith and hope. It will happen, and so it did. So there's much uh, Mark is trying to tell us. Jesus restored far more than just the, her health to her. She was not allowed to be with the community. So the demoniac. We are told that the demoniac, um, he hurt himself because the demon was in and was doing it, and anyone who came near him would hurt him. He was living in the rocks because no one could be near him. When Jesus takes a demon out of him, yes, that's great, he's cured, but Jesus does something more. He gives him the ability to return to his family. He gives him the ability to return to his community. The woman with the hemorrhage, she could not be in the community. She could not be with her family. Jesus cures her body and then goes after her soul. And then, if that weren't enough, he goes after the emotion. Now you can return to your family. Now you can return to your community. You see the reunification. Remember what I said in the beginning. Everything was united to God. Jesus comes so that we will be reunited with the Father ultimately. But there's all these other things he has to do. He begins to set us right with each other. You see this sense of community and family. And Jairus, that should be very clear. What does he do? He reunites the daughter with, his, with mom and dad. Yes. Jesus is about the reunification also. And my friends, the gospel just tells us how God continues to work through Jesus in the world. And about this touch, we know that Jesus can simply speak it and it's done. But we're also sentient beings, and we have to touch and feel and get hugs, and Jesus understands. 
in our church, he has left us these means also. I don't mean a hug from the priest. I'm talking about the sacraments of the church. Tangible pieces that you feel. Oil, water, and baptism. Sacrament of anointing. And what did he tell the parents? Give your daughter something to eat. So Jesus speaks to the church, give my people something to eat. The homily? No. The Eucharist. The very body, blood, and soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. So in that vein, then, I, the church must be doing many things. But if Jesus' part of his ministry was to reunite humanity with the Father and to bring communities together, the church must do the same. The church must be about uniting Christians, the human family, right? Are you guys seeing this? I know it's hot. Uh, but I want you to understand more and more and more of what Mark is doing and how we are to understand the ministry of Jesus, what he wants from us. And my friends, um, Jesus gets ridiculed for everything he does. And, uh, you know, it's, the crowd was hindered. Yes, they, they saw the child die, and all they could see was the natural. And I get it. But uh, they were not open to any... The woman with the blood, the hemorrhage, she was open she had hope. These people were without hope. They could not understand. They did not uh, have the ability to see the possibilities of how God works, how unexpected. And I'm not foolish enough, and neither are you, to know that God does not intervene always, every way, in the same way with everyone. But Jesus Christ and his Paschal mystery has achieved what he came to do to give us eternal life, to reunite us with the Father. But this crowd, my friends, today that crowd is still here. The secularized world often refuses to accept God, refuses to accept the possibility of his grace and of his love and life eternal, and makes fun of all those who believe in it. You. And what did Jesus say to them? Don't listen to them. Listen to me. So his church, us, we are to do that, to listen to him. My friends, when Jesus was on earth, he acted in his humanity through his body, uh, touching. That was his public ministry while he walked on the earth. And now he works through his church. In particular, as I said, through the sacraments, sacrament of baptism. He takes us by the hand and raises us from death and sin into eternal life and made us his, God's children again. And Jesus tells the church, give my people something to eat. And he even provides for that, the Eucharist. So as far as I can see, the church is doing what she's supposed to be doing. And we can't get lost. Amen?